our value in this part of the world is not isolated in Singapore. Okay, the value that Singapore has as a port, as a finance hub, is built upon our neighbors. If the Indonesian company never bank here, if the Malaysian company never bank here, the Bruneian never put the oil here, we have no value. Okay. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Alternative Budget Debate. Yes, uh, this is our second time doing this show. Uh, 2023, we did this thing. Lah. So we want to continue because we are quite incentivized in the whole Singapore budget. Where, where is Singapore moving and all that jazz, right? So my name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and I'm joined with... Budget Babe covering the Singapore budget. Oh! Rakesh here from the TFC team. And Anthony from the TFC team as well. Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, we talk about this quite a few times, right? Like, onward Singapore. Hey, forward Singapore. Forward, forward, forward. Singapore, you see, this now they disturb me, right? So, forward Singapore and all the way now, right? So, we'll continue the discussion on the budget to see kind of where, where this is going, right? So, so before we begin on the uh, more serious and important things. <laughs> Any side throat you've experienced in this budget that you follow, you talk quite funny. No, I'm just sad that I don't get money. I, hey, you don't. I think we are all quite sad that I don't get money. Do I? Life SG. We get CDC You vouchers. get CDC. Okay. Uh, good enough, eh? You really? don't need money, what? I do. I really want one. Ah, this budget is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the budget is no, not for me. La. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> want to shout out to the scriptwriter, lah. Right, a lot of uh, our home, you know, this is home. Yeah. <laughs> Any fun things you saw in the budget? Fun, ah, yeah, I yeah. need more CNA because. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, yes. as the sandwich generation, I didn't see a lot of things that would really benefit me, mm-hmm. and I see some things being taken away. Okay, okay, so I can tell everybody is very eager to share their <laughs> their discontent <laughs> about the budget, but yeah, so maybe we start like we break down this process into three segments okay so we talk about the heavy boring things first okay which is uh, but heavy but important uh, although it's a bit very important uh, it's mm. important okay very important talk about the economy first okay so and then after that we'll talk a little bit about the whole family social side of things then at the end any miscellaneous uh, huh, whatever, whatever extra thing that didn't make into these two categories uh, will like go sports. all the way to <laughs> <Or> <laughs> <arts>. <laughs> hey 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 hey, hey. hey. <laughs> they did mention sports and arts yes <laughs> got money money <laughs> The allocation important. Uh. Okay, okay, that was you okay. what they're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, I think what we how we want to take this forward today is we don't just want to tell you like, oh, there's a six hundred dollar voucher here, two hundred dollar voucher. Realisticals. You know, like, like, yeah, just realisticals, go to our socials, you get all the numbers, right? And to be fair, those things are all over the internet by now, right? Yeah. So you already know what is given, but what we want to do is to read the tea leaves, uh. Right, so today we are trying to read into the things that may not be directly discussed or directly said, but actually from some of the policy looks like there are some things here and there, you know, and uh, kind of have that expanded discussion. Uh, we, are, we don't seek to agree on everything, but uh, welcome your discussion. So please put uh, whatever that you don't agree with us in the comment section, okay? So then, <laughs> then we'll take it from there. If you're angry enough, we'll do another episode at the round after the COS speech. Uh. Okay, so we'll see, we'll see. But anyone wants to take a jab, what is interesting to you under the realm of the economy? Yeah, I think for me, you know, the government has one playbook and we are still following it, right? We are still looking at financial services and high-end services, including legal, thankfully. Um, <laughs> Guys, I still got a job. Guys I still have a job. Future, yes. Very important. We are looking at advanced manufacturing. So we are still bringing those, all those people in. But we recognize that we are not big enough. We don't have enough power. We don't have enough land. We might not even have enough capital. So we are not fighting with like, you know, US and Japan to bring in proper chip manufacturers, right? We want to succeed in the niche. We want to do more R&D. We want to have 
what they call centers of excellence. So we want to incentivize all these people in and, and bring people and talent in. So we are we sh- so in a sense we are going to be where people and talent congregate. We are not going to be where too much of the factories is built unless we think there's a real advantage there. So I think that that was interesting. But then again, you know, that's the playbook that we have run for the past 10, 20 years, right? We started mm-hmm. with, with all the hubs that we have been doing. We got the aerospace hub, we got the biotech hub. Sure, there's a playbook. There's a play. I, I think a, a, a question to me is, is this time going to work better than what has worked the last few times? So you think it actually worked? It did not. Right, mm-hmm. so is this going to work better? Like we we have we are doing the same thing again and again, right? Mm-hmm. We we incentivize people in, we bring in money. Has that really created a lot of good jobs? Yeah, we I have one Rolls Royce factory. Yeah, somewhere. It's very important. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a little. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and maybe it's it's a broader benefit than that, right? It's not Rolls Royce coming in. It's that we have local suppliers supplying them as well. We build the entire ecosystem with SMEs and and all of that, rather than just Rolls Royce and having Rolls Royce create jobs. Right. So so maybe maybe it is that. I don't know. Right. But I guess the, the broader question is it hasn't really worked that well. How are we going to make sure that it works well this time around? We say we want to do AI, we say we want to do fintech. How how is it going to work better rather than just having fintech with? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's that the question. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I'm still open to work with you, I just say. <laughs> <laughs> Just go invite Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go invite me. Anthony aside for, for free time. Okay, okay, yes, yes. Me. But I, I agree with you, it's the same playbook. Right? Yeah. The playbook has not changed, it's just the thematic has changed. Yes. For me, okay, I look at it a little differently in, in the sense where I think it has worked a little bit over the last five to ten years. If I just take this point Because you work my... for a tech company. No, I'm okay, fine. Yes, <laughs> I do. But that's my point, second point of AI, which I'll come to later. But I think what they're trying to do is more so than employment. Mm-hmm. or employment in that industry. Because in the end, what I feel over the last five to 10 years, the one that has grown the most is supply chain. If they have a Rolls-Royce factory, if they have a, I think they opened the Hyundai fully automated oh, yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, that's my new car. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I bought the Ionic 5. Made in Singapore, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Supporting local industry. Exactly, right? So we have that. Um, what it really means is, what it really needs is, it needs the transport to the port. The port then gets used to funnel it to anywhere else in the world. So I think in that manner, they're trying to stimulate, yeah. right? In no, terms right, of supply right. chain. So, so I, I think it, it's, it's a broader thing. It's not about bringing investment. It's not 50 years ago where we bring a factory in to create factory jobs. Yes, right. It's, we want advanced manufacturing, we want high-tech manufacturing. Not a lot of jobs, but a bit more capital, a bit more know-how mm-hmm. that we export. And as you say, there's a broader economic and, and social effect too. Because once things come in, they need to get used and, and you know, hotels become more expensive and mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. In other words, just, just to push, that means to your right, the efficacy of that policy is not as important anymore. As long as it continues down this path, I, I we think, accumulate you know, capital. It, it, it's hard to say whether it works because we don't know what the target actually is. Mm. Right? Is it just to create jobs, which was, I think, the, the target is 60s or 70s? Um, is it to grow GDP and then the government redistributes that benefit for every for the good of everybody through vouchers? Or what else, right? So I think that that is really the, the question before we can say whether it's good or bad. But I think we can observe that it is happening and it brings us benefits, right? Mm. And I think for, for me, the what I took from the budget is I think there is a shift, right? So before, as you said, right, uh, in, in the 70s, 80s even, manufacturing came in to get jobs, right? You go in, you go and make the chips, you go and do this, you go and do that. But with fully automated factories, so on and so mm. forth, these people need to be reallocated somewhere else. Otherwise, we'll go into an unemployment um, issue, so on and so forth. And therefore, I think 
that's what the government is trying to address. I think they see a shift in that sector and it's structural unemployment and you can't solve that over the over the next three years. It takes a longer time. And I think the growth of, you know, these new new um, industries like AI, although honestly, that's a buzzword. So let's go with machine language. Let's go with maybe whatever peripheries you need with AI needs to be developed or skilled into Singapore. And I don't think we have the necessary talents. expertise and talents to do that. And I really do see that as the as the next 10 years, maybe because I'm in tech, lah, right? Yeah. And it's how do we make ourselves relevant in this industry, in this location, because that's where it's going to be. I feel that's where the money flow, that's where the growth is going to be over the next 20 years. So there's a few things Asia. happening, right? On one hand, the government is also acknowledging that we don't have these talents and they, they want to import these talents, these foreigners in. But yeah, at the same time, the locals are not happy because foreigners stealing our jobs is the mm. rioting call, right? So what the government also is doing is trying to protect the locals by number one, shielding the wages, forcing companies to pay their locals a little higher. And at the same time, they raise the minimum wage, right? If you're hiring foreigners instead of just paying... 1.4. But, but that's a different scale of jobs, right? No, it yeah. also because you could have locals in lower level jobs in an entire company where you have the foreigners taking the highest paid and the highest skilled jobs. Right? You still need like a- the drivers and everyone else. <laughs> but now what they're saying is they you pay your lower locals a higher wage as well. So they're protecting that while at the same time putting a lot of money into skills future and all this upgrading for the rest to if you're not good enough, you also need to upgrade yourself. Go and get the skills needed while you learn from those who are coming in. I will pay and subsidize your education and learning. Mm-hmm. So that was the big mm-hmm. message that I was seeing out of this whole budget mm-hmm. delivery as well. So you think the local qualifying salary is the new minimum wage? Cannot use minimum wage, right? <laughs> Singapore doesn't like that. The government you don't have minimum wage. You were setting a trap for you, right? <laughs> 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 I recognize you. Confirm, confirm. This one, I know Reggie. <laughs> use the government term. Don't get me in trouble. Oh my, sabo je, sabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So t- t- tell me a little bit more. What, what, what is your thought around the local, qual- local qualifying salary? I think it's good, right? Mm. I mean, on one hand... No, because the increase, the increase is quite significant, yeah? Like the... The full-time employment increase is about 20%. 2005 local qualifying salary to about 3000 right? A month. Huh? And then the part-time is $9 an hour to ten fifty. right? Yeah. So it's it's like 20% and 15%, right? It's, it's quite a significant increase in uh, in the local qualifying salary, right? But you or, could or argue that it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> so don't mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's necessary, right? Because they're also acknowledging the higher cost of living, higher GST, and at the same time, I also work in a sector where I s- literally see the foreigners who are being brought in. I can mm. see their salaries, so and how, what how I see yeah. is that <laughs> their jump in salaries are a lot faster and higher than the locals. Mm. So you get all these news reports saying, "Oh, the median salary of Singaporeans and this is the household income and all the climbs," right? But at my job, I'm seeing why the foreigner like. Just a few years ago, coming at 10k and is now at 16 plus k. Mm. My jump was certainly not a 60% in this same time. And this is very common among the foreigners who are coming in. It's also the government pushing companies to make sure when you hire foreigners, you really must make sure they're very talented. And then the, you have to pay more money for really talented people as well, right? Mm. So they're forcing them to look into really proper talents and not just foreigner bring in. To few quota. Mm. If not, I really want the proper talents who can help our economy teach and pass skills to the rest. But at the same time, because you're paying the locals, the foreigners so much, the locals are also unhappy. So I need to also protect that. And that's the message I see from them raising the local wage. Okay. So then the, the, the real crux of the question is, 
if let's say all this change in S pass, E pass previously, and all this local qualifying salary, it's all this are which intervention in the market, mm. right? So you intervene already, and you on your industry, you are seeing that more and more of these local uh, foreigners that come in are actually being paid top dollar, right? Mm. Is that gap in the middle where it's like the second tier talent from Singapore, right? Or your Singapore core that can fill some of these other jobs that are not at the top tier. Are, are, are they feeling it? Are we feeling it? And then at the same time, are we seeing that kind of wage progress also, right? I think that's the real crux of the question, right? I that means the it's the middle not income found, seeing that growth, right? Yeah, but the answer not found in this year's budget. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean it's you, a good you, question, you, you right? You brought out your insights, right? So I want to ask, like, do you see that kind of growth? It, it's not being covered. So the answer is not that clear, isn't mm. it? It's mm. like, on one hand, the companies will argue, but these second-tier Singaporeans are not good enough yet. So okay, law, then the government sponsor send you for subsidized education you go and upskill while you learn from your colleagues. And then at the same time, they also don't want to pay so high, right? So that's why we have this stupid practice in Singapore where what is your last paycheck? Oh, it's our company policy. You have to declare it and they tag it there instead of market wage, market rates, right? So that needs time to change. It's not something that the government can solve by throwing money, but at least they are throwing money at the, okay, I help you to upgrade. And okay. then you go and have these negotiations with a company and make sure you go from second grade talent to first grade talent. Okay, okay. By the way, just one fun fact, right? And yeah, I'm one of those people that read reports. Huh? So MOM uh, published a report, I think about a month ago, that the median salary for degree holders, huh? median salary for degree holders residents in Singapore is about 8,600 or 8,000 8, plus. Uh, eight, uh, about mm. eight, about eight, north of 8,000. I can't remember. Is it 8,162 or 8,612? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, I got the producer will put the correct number. So the number is about it's about 8,000. Median wage. That means the most run of the mill average degree holder which you assume as a working professional at CBD, right? Then maybe stay in Bishan, you know, got two kids, send boy boy to Cat High, that type of, that type of wow. Singapore. Wow. <laughs> So 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 those guys are making that type of which level at this point in time. But interestingly, side sidetrack, interestingly, over the past five years, that group has experienced real wage, real wage depreciation mm-hmm. of 0.8% year on year. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means your lift cost of living has gone up. Yes, your yes. lift experience mm. of like why does it feel tighter, but you cannot pinpoint it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is after this cohort has also developed in their careers, gone through promotions and all mm-hmm. that, and their real wage is still down. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Right. Mm, mm. Interesting. That's interesting. why they give money, right? Vouchers. Come but, CDC, I mean, everybody also have. If, but if you are really what, making a hundred k a year, that six hundred bucks isn't 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 mm. really offsetting your. It's just to make you happy. Yeah. Is so offsetting your decrease in real wage, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, to be fair, I'm not very interested in the one-off vouchers. Like, yeah. I think one-off vouchers are not structural, right? They, they don't really give any serious change in your progress or, or you know, your future, right? I, I'm more interested in some of the other things like, let's say, skills future as an expansion, right? Because for me, when I looked at it, right, it does not gel with the 2 to 3% GDP growth targets, right? Because fundamentally, before the budget is out, you already hear all uh, a few of the other major economies around the world is experiencing recession. So they all shrunk, mm. right? So maybe in Singapore, we will continue to experience growth because we see capital inflow, mm. right? Over the past few years, right? And then with capital inflow and our big finance sector, yeah, we can derive some That's sort of- That's why they put a, more money in the finance sector Yeah, also. right? So exactly. So maybe that, that, that sector is going to hard carry everyone else for a while, right? For these mm. few years, okay? But 
Okay, it's a sectorial thing, right? So even if that sectorial one hand cover everybody, right, it still looks like a lot of people are gonna lose their jobs. Okay, and and that is what the policy is showing for me, right? I'm reading into the tea leaves, uh, because uh, Singapore government already say, right, they are not, they don't want a welfare state, they don't want people to be lazy, like they finally nudge into the unemployment insurance thing, mm -hmm. you know, oh, oh, sorry, sir, no, unemployment no, 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 benefit, benefit, right? Transitional, Transitional finance support for the in involuntary, for the involuntary, no, involuntarily unemployed. Yes, yes. Okay, everyone. Sweet and wrong, but but I, you can emphasize like, because okay. welfare state you can voluntary okay, not okay, to okay, be unemployed. Okay, okay. And so so my wife quit. She's not getting she's the not, benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so because she quit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. even if she quit to take care of the kids, yes, cannot. Yes. No, no, cannot, cannot. Yeah, so you so you must get retrenched, yes. right? So you must sit there until you're engineered to be out of out of the game. No, right? but if you get fired, I don't, you might not be. Ah, okay. Right, because okay. retrenchment is yeah, a very specific term. Okay, okay. So so that is a different discussion yes. important but different discussion but for me right the tea leaves say that if if this is the mantra that the current singapore government is going to continue to stick by why would they you know you know suddenly expand so much more on like reskilling and upskilling hey, it's a lot of money you know mm. like like all the all your 40 40 year old and above that means all your <laughs> supervisor that you today sit next to right or your senior exec or your bosses right they can all suddenly go back to the poly you know right so so they and and this is a, a big expansion so by extension what i'm thinking is that a lot of sectors will be shrinking right, in the next two years, and this will become a reservoir. But right? at the so, same time, new sectors are going to grow, and that's why we have the upskilling no, but, but benefit. but the thing is, we don't know which sector is going to grow. We don't know whether new sectors will grow, right? The government already said that they are uncertain about so the I economic future. So I think what future. is interesting is that, is, is, we don't have the answers now, but what's, what would be good to see is what sectors actually qualify for your usage of the 4,000. Because they did say yeah, it is that selected. it's very specific. Some sort yes. of a, yes. yeah, so the government probably going to do some forecasting, then crystal forecast, ball. Yes, gonna I crystal think ball. this So we know like yes. it's AI, it's yeah. some sort of financial services, you know, biotech. It's tech, it's fintech. Yeah. Biotech is gone already. Some of those things yeah. like the care industry, they've been talking about it for a while, right? So, so, so yes, you're you right on, on that front, but it does not mean that the market will definitely land, right? It's just yep. kind of like hypothesizing. You say, aga-aga is like that, which every government will have to do anyway, right? Yeah. You have to aga-aga, guess, 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 make the, make the smartest guess, right? And then, and then you go. But what I'm seeing from this budget is that I think for a lot of the middle-class professionals that are not in the fastest growing and leading industry, so I, you better be prepared, you know? Like <laughs> the, the market signs don't look good and whatever that is out there where the government is asking you to go and study, right? You know, why not just take it and run, right? I, I think that that's, that's something important. But at the same time, they're also giving a reassuring message, mm, right? Mm. That if you are there and you're involuntary retrenched, mm. we'll help you. Yeah, yeah. But you need to get back on your own feet. Yeah, yeah. So 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 I'm not dis disputing that point, right? But I'm I'm questioning like, is the message the message to me in my head is not it's not clean. It's not fully there, right? Like when you say, oh, we are, our growth target is two to three percent for the next decade, which is which is well and good. Uh, but then you expand a very big kind of reskilling policy. You essentially you grew it laterally, you know, in, in a very serious fashion. What does it show, right? So the, the indication is from the government's standpoint is okay, we want this is our target, we want to do it. Maybe we can hit it. But it looks like many other sectors work now, right? So for everybody that is in the many other sector, maybe you want to pong it there and prepare no, for but, it. But in a sense, I mean the GDP target is also a function of fiscal policy, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it's also this is also a matter of pumping money into the economy. Fair. 
Yeah, that was also yeah. what, what I was thinking. So, you know, and if this if there is a well, a bit of economic tightening, well, it won't be a recession because we're still growing. So if there's a bit of tightening and people get retrenched and they get to call on all these schemes, then you know, at least the government is making sure they're still contributing to GDP. In that mm. sense. From a GDP mm. perspective, right? Not salary, not anything, just from purely from GDP, they are still, in a sense, contributing back to the economy. Mm. Of course, it makes their life easier with that 3K and all that to, to hopefully support them as they go through the reskilling journey. But I, I think that that's about it. Lah. And, and to me, I think you know, the whole point of this is if you are, let's say, in your 40s, early 50s, you, your career is going nowhere anymore. You're just sitting in, in a bank in the middle office doing the same thing <laughs> nine to six. Hey, we got a lot of middle office bank sitting No, correct, correct. <laughs> this is the time. The government wants you to shift. And, and maybe to, to Don's point as well, this is a shifting from, well, we know that your career is not going anywhere. Why don't you try something else? And I will help you make the transition. Because transitioning is painful, right? Mm. Upskilling is painful. I want to do an MBA. I look at the opportunity cost. I can't ever do it. You know, I've given I'll give up so much just to do the MBA for for don't know what benefit. Right? So so th- this is the government going, don't worry, we will take a bit of that risk off you. We'll, you you will have to take a bit of a pay cut, but hey, there might be something better for you in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go ahead, take that risk? I think the question to me is fine. I think that's all well and good. Is doing a poly diploma or something, uh, ITE cert, the way they'll reskill into a new career. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Cause that is what it is. Your your selected education institutions, as far as they've announced it, poly, ITE, um, arts mm. institutions, right? So, so NAFA counts. Um, I can go and learn drawing. Last year. Um, last year, <laughs> I can go and learn drawing and, and 3D art and animation, right? But is that where we are trying to push all these mid-career people into? So it, it's not only the, it's not only the industry they want to push them in, it's also, what do they get out of it in the end? I think that that's a question. No, but I, I think, I think fundamentally, when the government opens up only to this stuff, uh, okay, I'm not, not saying it's bad, yeah? Yeah. to a certain type of uh, institutions like the Polytechnics, ITs, and, and, and ONAFA, LaSalle, essentially, it is uh, targeting yeah. mechanics, right? That means because they are, they are targeting to say that there's a certain group of mid-career professionals that will need this and move forward. For the others that are riding high in in, in the banks or mm. in, in the tech companies, right? You make your eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand a month, right? You want to rescue some more, right? Right. It's mm. like to do you not not that you don't want to rescue. Firstly, you are in a high functioning industry. Your company is constantly investing in you. Right. Every other week I see an email reply says, sorry on a course. <laughs> always on course <laughs> right but every other week the re- email auto reply on course right so so your companies are already investing in you you're staying relevant your wage growth is is you know packed to to uh, inflation numbers or maybe you even sur- surpass them right then you are not the target audience for this policy at this point in time does it make sense yeah no yeah. so it, then in that sense you know, if, let's say you manage to find a chill drop and then you kind of just want to lay I back. I love, and, I want a chill drop. Yeah. Pay me well. The, just, just pay me that 5k a month. Then now, ah, yeah, cannot lah. I need to go and reskill and do something, right? Mm. So so in a sense, maybe this is what uh, Lawrence Wong means when he says, I need, we need, all need to enhance productivity. Yeah. All of you need to go and work harder. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you cannot just sit mm. there and quiet quit. Mm, mm, mm. and of course AI can help you do that but it's not AI making your jobs easier so you have more time to bring your parents to the doctor it's AI making you work the same number of hours so they can produce more I actually didn't read so much into that it was more to me it was more of like Singaporeans are going to get less competitive we're getting a lot of competition from like our foreign neighbours with cheaper labour so in order not to lose our companies and the foreign imports 
to these cheaper labour countries, I need to make your, my local population so high in quality by sending them for all this reskilling. You know, the narrative has shifted on that, you know. Like, like Lawrence specifically said that uh, we have spent a lot of effort over the decades to accumulate our positions to where we are today and it's not so easy to compete with us directly. Yeah. Which is a narrative to all the way because for a long time is if you don't eat other people lunch other people will eat your lunch work them hard you know but 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 which which I was quite puzzled for a while it's as if it is so easy to replicate and if it was so easy to replicate Singapore then why would I want to be in Singapore yeah. right so so now he finally take a tilt okay so he and his government of the day has taken a tilt on this narrative to say that okay Singapore right it's not so easy to compete one huh? we got some standard right we've gotten to some level we are where we are Right, so that is the main narrative now, and then from because we really lost all the lower skill jobs to these countries, ma. Yeah, yeah. All the call centers are outsourced. You yeah. call Singtel to complain is not a Singaporean no, talking but, to you but, anymore. But that is a narrative that I challenge because my my thought process is the countries around us are not our competitors, right? They are our yeah. opportunity. It's, it's a very different. View now on the this. competitor is AI. Yeah. That's why they ask us to go for reskilling because AI will make a lot of these jobs redundant. And, so yeah, we have exactly. more competition than just our neighbor. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. No, okay. No, I mean, I don't, the, our value in this part of the world is not isolated in Singapore. Yeah. Okay, the value that Singapore has as a port, as a finance hub, is built upon our neighbors. If the Indonesian company never bank here, if the Malaysian company never bank here, the Bruneian never put the oil here, we have no value. Okay? So, so this is important, right? Singaporeans need to know our value in this whole ecosystem is tied to the whole mm -hmm. area. Our neighbours are not our competitors, right? We do our high-value uh, engineering here. Where is the low-value engineering? All from Malaysia coming in. Where is the fabrication coming in? All drive through Tuas truck, right? So a lot of our neighbours are actually synergistic with us. We need to run as a block, okay? So, so this is something that I, I think more Singaporeans need to think a little bit differently, right? Our neighbours... They are not competing with us. We our value is extracted. Uh, we are extracting some value on them. They are also piggybacking on what we have, right? So we are synergistic. But AI, AI is a problem for me. The 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 thing with the wage and and uh, you know the skills future and all of that is very different to the conversation you are having because I feel that we shouldn't be competing with the telephone guys that's going to pick up the phone. The yeah, that was the the old it's, example. It's not. Yeah, no, but it's not the. That is not what. That's not our target market, right? To to say the least. What is our target market are the writers, the content creators. It's all of these guys in marketing or in so on. Those are the guys that could be replaced by ChatGPT for the lack of a term, right? I know like my sister or people in marketing, when they're told to write something, they will pay for ChatGPT and it'll, it'll actually generate a bit better. Hmm. Now, that's a small step from there to someone that doesn't know anything about marketing but knows prom engineering and can say, I will replace your marketer, hmm. Hmm. right? So now what is the marketing guy going to do? For me, that is, that is the part that we need to look at. And I think that's where this is coming from. I don't think they know where it's going to go. I don't think they know which jobs are going to be lost. 
but they know that some jobs in certain industries are going to have to shift. Yes. And that is the reason they've come up with this in advance, because this is done over X number of years, that we need to start to pivot to, they see a problem a few years ahead. Mm. But we've got to start now so that we don't have a problem in five years. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where this. Oh, we have less of a yeah. problem. And to be fair, yeah. I, I don't disagree with the policy. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. right policy yes, direction, I right? And right I also policy. think the potential unemployment benefit. Okay, I don't know what's the long <laughs> name. The name is not long, okay? But I'll just use unemployment benefit. Is correct because we are experiencing underemployment even in the even in the MOE report and MOE of site thing, right? MOE report also show that. Uh, the amount of employers in Singapore went from 4.1% to 3.1%. So we lost essentially 25% of bosses uh, in, in Singapore, right? So that's a different discussion. But but uh, on, on, on that note, right? So I actually agree with the policy direction, right? But I just want to, you know, kind of expand it a little bit rather than just talking about the facts, right? To, to kind of think of like, what are the next few steps? Like, why is this today? Why is this happening, right? And then for, for, for all this to kind of like pick up from there. Okay, so I, I think at the end, you know, uh, it's all it's all a crystal ball situation at this point in time, right? We like what the government say. We're not very clear about where where it's going, and the policy ties up with uh, their position, right? Essentially, not clear. So uh, we don't overinvest in any industry, uh, although some industries are more invested than others. Right? The, the more the, obvious in the, industry, the, the more <laughs> obvious ones. They're the ones you know? that are almost going to be winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, five we, we billion going to down. the power infrastructure. You know, some of these other things, right? So, so those are uh, more specific. You can follow on Instagram. We got more specific things and our website to go into the specific different funds and what they're doing. You know, uh, but but that's that. Okay, so that's for the economy. If you have any questions for us, put it in the comment section. We will get back to you. Okay. Now let us move on to the more social social side of things okay it's not totally social quite a lot of heavy stuff also in the social social discussions uh, but before that right, just a side plug uh, we're having an event on the 23rd of March <laughs> okay, we're having an event on the 23rd of March CFC Financial Wellness Festival yes. please join us we'll be there you know to discuss uh, retirement right die with zero as a concept and also managing your finances as a couple okay yeah, please come yeah. say hi <laughs> yes, yes. must plug must plug no choice okay so yes. so that is that uh. and come buy now event. early bird price yes yes link in the- you put in the comment section. Okay, so now let us talk a little bit about the more uh, social side of things, right? And I think, of course, the big view is like CPF, you know, so all these things that, that are big changes, which we will talk about, okay? So uh, anybody wants to take a jab at it, you know, like what, what are some of the things that you observe that you think is like, oh, this is this, this a significant change. Uh, we need to expand a little bit. Read the tea leaves. I mean, I, I wish I, I could say there was more for parents and sandwich generations, but don't have. More for likely, <laughs> uh, we are not the focus of this budget. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I think it, it's quite clear in terms of where they want to spend and, and how they want to spend it. <laughs> it really is focused on people who are a bit more senior, mm. right? And um, low income. Yeah, it, it's not it's not necessarily that like you're retired. You could be, you know, early 50s, you know, undergoing a lot of change mm-hmm. and all that. So... Fine, you know, the, 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 this budget is for you, right? I mean, you ignore the hot air about dying of CPF shooting, whatever. Um, you, there is a lot of benefits and it is really geared towards coming and hoping to, that you get to live a good life, I think. I think the redistribution is quite obvious also. Yeah. That really stood up for the social part. No, I thought you were very unhappy about the CPF shooting taken away. <laughs> no, I'm just. She she cannot double dip anymore. <laughs> uh, these are 
It's okay because I am many. Everybody's so polite. I'm multiple decades away from it, so it's only a matter of time that I would not be able to apply it. So it's okay. No, I mean, how how is to know what CPR will be like when we are fifty five, right? Or if fifty five changes to fifty eight, and I'm still young. I'm twenty one. So it's okay. But so 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 that's why to be CPF as a retirement to fine, but. It's a bit of a struggle to to reconcile, right? Like the government wants, and maybe this is the point, the government wants you to say, use CPF, they'll give you basic retirement. That's fine. But then it could change on a whim next year or next next year when I'm 30 years away from retirement. As a matter of principle, how can I use that as the basis of my planning, right? How can I plan for something that fundamentally changes, mm-hmm. you know? And the answer is you can't. So, so it should... If you want to retire, even at 55 or 65, should CPF be your primary tool for saving for retirement? I think that, that is a bit of an inconsistent message from the government there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I, I get this uh, idea, right? I, I, yep. Because to be fair, it's, a, it's, a, it's more of those situations where if the system don't evolve, it becomes more problematic. Yes. But as the system evolves, then it reduces the trust based on consistency, right? Yeah. Because you're not consistent, so how can, how can I trust you on your original arrangement? Yeah. Right. So so there's there's that. No, no, but but that, that gets quite complicated, right? No, but, it, yeah. and, and I think it's a trade-off, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but from a very personal and selfish perspective, then this also means that you know what, if I want to accumulate, you know, 500, 600 million, two million, three million, you know then CPF is a part of it and but it's not the core. Mm. Right. And mm. and it cannot be the core. I cannot have four million into CPF at sixty-five because what if the next day it changed and then it becomes sixty-eight? My money how? <laughs> if we want to plan for ourselves, then there has to be some cognizance that these things will change. These things have changed historically mm-hmm. and these things will change in future. Mm. Right. Then you know, maybe that just means that CPF is not your one pot of gold. Diversify. Mm, yeah. Diversify. Mm, yeah. Diversify not just in investments, but where you put your money. It's our first pot of gold. La, for, uh, not, not Only gold, if you win the BTO lottery. Pot for your retirement. Only but if you win the BTO lottery. A lot of what they are showing now is that using CPF for your retirement and all the surpluses that they're putting in is for those who are really going to retire yeah. soon. Mm, yes. yeah. So it's not something that we would benefit no, correct. So, from. So you should start your CPF planning when you're 50. Right, you 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 do not, your no, you do your yet. you do your tax planning. You do your tax reduction. You have spare cash. Put your eight k in tax reduction. Fine, great. You know, but you should not be counting on it being a core of your plan thirty years later. Yeah, because you don't know what will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Whereas, whereas kind mm. of with equity markets, you you kind of know what will happen, right? Or you can project conservatively. Never mm-hmm. And in any case, is your money you can read. Oh, sorry. CPF is all your money, yeah. Very clear. But <laughs> you have liquidity. You, you have liquidity, liquidity mm-hmm. of your. You have control over it. Whereas this one, because it's risk free and you get all the other benefits, you don't necessarily have as much control. Okay, yeah. but but we we have to be clear that CPF Life is a pure play annuity. Yes. Yes. So, so it's CPF the only Life one in the market today. Correct. Right? So CPF yeah. is great. I love CPF yeah. Life. If I were fifty, I would be planning mm-hmm. to CPF use my SA, right? Yes, yes. right? With have CPF life in mind. Mm. I am twenty years away from fifty-five where I start qualified. How do I plan for it? Mm-hmm. I can't. I think and one great thing that came out from the CPF changes is the fact that they're raising the match retirement sum, the dollar for dollar matching, from six hundred to two thousand. 
Mm. I thought that was big. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it really incentivizes and we were just talking about it in our B-rolls. <laughs> like I was ranting about how, oh, but why is my tax benefit for topping up this taken away? Why don't I get tax benefit anymore just because my parents are going to get more dollar-to-dollar magic? But you guys raised a very good point which is that then it's also a message. We're reading the implicit message that well then your parents should be topping up this 2000 and not mm. relying on the kid for it. So the kid still tops up and get their tax benefit under the voluntary scheme. But the parents uses the one-for-one one matching to top up their own and get the money from mm. the government. And I yeah. thought that was a very strong message that really stood out mm. and it makes a lot of difference, right? It's not a, it's not small money. No, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, you think about it as a package, right? Of you and your parents. Last time it used to be you top up 600, government gives you 600, you get relief on that 600. Now you top up 2,000, government gives you 2,000. You get zero relief. And you get zero relief. But your entire pot as a family unit has it's bigger, exactly. right? The government is giving more money because yeah. last time we used 600 plus a bit of tax rebate. Now it's purely 2,000. Exactly. Mm. And right. to triple that number in such a short time since this was launched, yeah. I think that says a lot. Mm. It says a lot about the trust of the CPF life system. Right? Yes. All right. <laughs> to, to be fair, I really think it's one of the best products out there in the market today. I right? It's yeah, it's, mm. it's, there's no other pure play annuity product. But I, I get what you're, what, what you're saying. It's like it's hard for you to project a 30-year yeah. or 20-year yeah. runway down. right? But if today you are 50, 55, well, let's, just, yes. let's just fall I, on. I, I all these things, so right? if I'm 50 and I was relying on CPF as a shooting and then I got taken away, I'll be upset. Mm, right? Mm. But I, I think... Actually, why would you be upset as a shooting? Why, why, why are people so unhappy? Reddit is going crazy now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, we are a bit more objective here, right? Yeah, yeah. So we know... <laughs> what? what? Since when? Since when? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me rephrase that. We are younger here. Okay. okay. So we know that we are not as emotionally affected. And we can see that it is actually uh, a policy that in due time, it's okay to take away because of how it works and how the government has put in something else despite taking that away. So mm. we can see that it all balances out, mm. right? But I think, honestly, the emotional rant on Reddit is it's just the crazy. fact that I yeah. finally found a loophole to the Singapore government policy and what the heck, I'm going to apply it and now you take it away? I think it's just yeah. an emotional response. People don't like change. La. Yeah. yeah. Like, I find a loophole there. Eh. Yeah. I finally find a way to cheat I, the system. I, I spent eh. so much effort reading blogs, you know, to know, figure right? this out. Exactly. <laughs> and this only got popularized in social media in recent years. Yeah. And it just as I'm about to hit the age, you take it away. Sien, right? Sien. If you are unhappy, I think you should write in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but you must disclaim and say the age range first. Because if you're in your 30s and you're unhappy, then it doesn't really make sense. Mm. Because there'll be more changes coming. Yeah. Fair, yep. fair. But do your support... Okay, so, so uh, enough for the SA rent. Uh. Later, CPM will text me. They're very texting me. They're texting me. It's a rent about the SA. Okay. But it's I a good change. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. We never rent. We balance out. It's actually good. No, but what is your thought on the raising or the ERS enhanced retirement sum. sum, right? Which is from 3x of uh, basic retirement sum to uh, 4x, right? What, what, what is your thought on that? In, in essence, it's, it's balancing out the SA shooting, right? Because mm. it used to be that you had RA 4%. And this is why, for uh, hearing everything, I, I just didn't get the anger over Because we are not in our 50s. No, but, but also because, you know, it used to be that you had RA 4%, you had SA 4%. Mm-hmm. And then you had your OA that kind of dissipated. Then now you are closing your SA, all goes into RA, which you get CPF life. And you can put more into RA now. So that's why I thought it all balances out. Right? I, exactly. why, why are people unhappy? And, and I think that, that, so if looking at it as a package, I think it makes perfect sense. Mm. And ERS will have to increase. And hopefully as the government gains more confidence in CPF life as an annuity, then 
ERS will increase further and further and then yep. this can actually be a plank for retirement. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I want stable cash flow and we're talking about this. I yes. want stable cash flow during my retirement phase. What do I want? I want steady, confirm one toe, you know, risk-free. Who yeah. else gives you that? Mm. You know, your Singapore government board, your interest rate fluctuates up and down. Mm. Right? You, you, you take some price risk. Your property, rental, sometimes can be jala. Your equities, dividend bonds, REITs, even more jala. Right? <laughs> you, you get... You get Exposed to risk all throughout the spectrum, this is the one where you take on only Singapore government risk. Yep. And why not? Right? Mm. I, I think it should be and we should really look at, hopefully, if it's really for retirement, we expand ERS more and more so that people put more and more into it. Yeah. And and I did a simple. I used a calculator. I know. I'm not sure after this whole thing where the calculator changed, lah. Okay? <laughs> I don't think so. But if you input the four hundred sixty-two thousand, which is a new cap, right? Mm, yes. uh, in the CPF life calculator today, you know, and you put yourself as fifty-five years old. Okay, so fifty-five years old, four hundred sixty-two thousand. You max out, lah. Right. Um, then you, oh, by sixty-five. If you start taking by sixty-five on the escalating plan, which is a two percent increase yeah. every every year plan. I think it starts about two point eight thousand, mm. right, a month, right. So, uh, so that's pretty good, right? I mean, that, that's like thirty six k. It's nine eight percent of your initial good. from the MIS you know. from from MIS report, right? Minimum income standards, right, which we did with your yen, right? I think they are, it's about thousand five or thousand thousand three thousand four mm. uh, thousand plus lah, right? It's in the low thousands for for a retiree, right? But they don't factor in uh. HDB mortgage lah, right? Mm, Essentially, they, they factor based on a, a two-room rental. So even if you add on the other mortgages, you net net, you still got quite a lot, uh, quite yeah. a lot higher than the basic Correct. income standards. And, I mean, these these sort of things, just like the way the government runs it, is to just be the baseline, mm. right? So no matter how rich you are, you would still put a little bit in there because that's why that the jostle is with what is in yeah. the baseline. Yeah. Right and people want more in the baseline, or at least a camp wants that more in the baseline. Yeah, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. want more in the baseline. Why is considered a dignified retirement, right? Okay, True, yeah. but you've just negated that point mm-hmm. by saying about your. <laughs> no, so, so so I think no, that, I, that, I'm that's where the, the baseline. Yeah, that, right? that's where the government yeah. is coming from, right? And that's where he's disagreeing. It's not that CPF should not be a plank. It's that CPF is a plank, but he maybe he thinks because your minimum retirement or good retirement needs more money. So your CPF should be able to cater for that and therefore your ERS and all that should also increase to, to make sure that you get a good retirement as he sees it. And yeah, so at the end, it's about where is this line, yeah. right? And, and that's why all the scholars, the jostle is in the line, right? And, and, and yeah, so, so, so that is that. Okay, cool. Any, any other thing about CPF? I think CPF is primarily this view, lah, huh? this view yeah. changes. Yeah. Let's talk about the preschools. CPF. <laughs> right. I think, I think it was quite nice that you know for the longest time we parents have been complaining about the cost of preschools especially like you know that chunk before your child enters mainstream primary school onwards it's just mm. so expensive to fund and I think it's good that Lawrence Wong is finally hearing it I mean I was on the budget a few years ago telling him on the sh- live show you need to give us cheaper preschools and everything so I appreciate that they're really listening to all these voices it's a repeated echo for help for many many years and now they're committing to reducing these fees which will go a long way the only thing I'm sad about is that mine it's also really nice that mm. they are paying more attention to the special needs children mm. yeah mm. because I think as a whole when the person has when the individual has grown up with a, a disability there are systems in place for that individual to go and get help at the older age right but the young ones they are not capable of getting help mm. it all falls on their parents mm. and 
previously, these parents were not getting a lot of help or recognition for these special needs kids. To have that being recognised in the budget, although what I was questioning was, why no number? Everything else got number. X million here, X oh, billion no, 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 here, no, no, but this part number. no number. Um, so your special education fees in your special ed schools are going to be kept at $90. Mm. I think, but I think the problem, at least from what I've heard, is not so much that the fees are expensive, it's that there isn't enough space. You cannot get in, yeah, right? The and, waiting list. And I think that that was kind of the, the point that I, I was hoping that, and they, they might get into it, right? Because the budget is not the be all and all, mm. that they are increasing access, they are increasing space. And then that will help everybody. Because if mm. you are special needs or you are borderline special needs and you, don't get into a special needs school, you stay in mainstream primary school and you... It's kind a of, big struggle. And it's yes. a big struggle for everybody, right? Yes. For the teachers, for yes. your classmates, for you, for your parents, yeah. for the school admin. Yeah. You know? So this is a problem that it's true. can it's true. solve a lot of people. Yeah. No, and my, my, just just a personal sharing, right? my little cousin has a little bit of... Mm. I think... Uh, I think I, I can't remember what, what, what is it, but it's, uh, it's on, the, on the spectrum on mm. some level, right? And struggling in mainstream school, but mm. went to the special needs school and now like thriving, like yeah. no tomorrow. Everyone right. is happy. He's doing well. Families, everyone's <laughs> like, what now? It's like, yeah. wow, suddenly <laughs> there's a change in tone. Uh. So so that, that is that, right? So, so I do agree there's some validity mm. in, in, in that. Uh, so okay. then what about property, right? So pro- property is the, the part that is, is very interesting because I mean, we, we hear on, on, the, on the streets a lot of uh, older generation very, like this property tax <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and I think two years ago the government made big shifts on wealth tax through the mm. property right because they mm-hmm. they want to tax wealth but they have decided to go on this trajectory of taxing it through property which is very clearly indicated who owns it blah 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 yes. right so it's very easy to track yes. yeah so uh, what, what is your take on some of these new uh, not saying new like, some of these property tax shifts I, I think there, there's two things right so so coming back to the beginning partially uh, that so that there's been a lot of anger because a lot of people's property tax literally double or triple especially the private especially if you stay private or it's you own a private that you don't stay in, so it's your investment property and of course if your investment property costs literally triples overnight your investment returns suck and then you have a problem lah. so i i get why people are unhappy but i think from the government's perspective and, and this was in a budget speech as well this is what they think of very clearly as a wealth tax, mm. right? And you know, and and then they take the money we redistribute. That's why we have more money. Yes, actually, if you look at the budget, we have more money redistribute this year than last year or the previous years, mm-hmm. you know, because our tax collections from GST, from property tax, from COE, all have increased, right? And then we we get a bit back through our vouchers, I guess, which Reggie is not, which Reggie is unhappy about. <laughs> okay, okay, I will still spend the two hundred dollar in my SG. You I think you, you have you have like three fifty, bro. Okay. Don't worry. I got three fifty. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't have you. Can give me I don't up. even know how much I have. Too rich. Too rich. So much money. So much money. Yeah, but no. So so I I get that unhappiness, but at the end of the day, you know, I think here the government is right you are paying more tax because the value of your asset has increased. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you are unhappy, you don't want to pay this tax, very easy solution. Sell your property. Yeah. Put in CPF life. Put in CPF <laughs> life. <laughs> That's the idea, right? That leaves my back. Oh, sorry, sorry. Your, your, your investment property is more than 500k. Okay, okay, you yeah, put yeah. in CPF life and find something else to do because yeah. you have too yes. much money. Yes, yes, yes. Right? You can uh, um, do some joint something. And, well, and I think this, again, is a bit of a package even though they, they didn't link it as such. You know, we will make it easier for you to downgrade. Because a, a problem is, let's say I own a landed 4 mil, 5 mil, right? I want to sell because I can't afford a property tax. 
sure. I, I want to buy HDB. I have a 15 month waiting period that I need to go and appeal and hope that somebody uh, lets me waive and I can buy HDB. If not, I have to buy a condo. Right. And in between, you know, as I wait and all that, I have to, and then if I buy a new place, I have to pay ABSD. So now they give you more ABSD remission. Right. So it extends to people above 50 as well. If you want to downgrade, you buy your second property within six months of the first, they'll return you ABSD. Right. So, so that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you die, die for these two years, you cannot pay your property tax because it's too high and you can't afford 1K a month, even though you stay in landed. I give you a tax facility. <laughs> Very swansiao, uh, that tonality. No, I, I mean, the, the, that's the <laughs> reality, that's the, right? Yeah, 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 like, I mean, right now, I look at my income, I mean, top 5 10%, I can never buy a landed. Mm, mm. But, you know, other people have. Mm, in, in From previous generations, even though income percentile-wise, not even dollar amount, mm, mm. they're not making that much. Mm, mm. Right? So, I'm a bit bitter. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I am, I am. Off the record, we talk a lot about this. Yes, <laughs> I, I, know, I know my lot in life. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Different time period, lah, bro. Okay? Yes. yes. I blame my parents. Mm. Lah, huh? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a, that's a different, different discussion. Different, different that's discussion. a different discussion. <laughs> different discussion. They, they gave me what, what they could, right? Mm. So, you know, and I think that that is the reality of the situation, right? You, are, you have a lot of assets. You want to retire. There is no right that you have to say, I have to stay in this place forever. You know, you cannot afford what you have. You leave. I buy a branded bag. I cannot afford it. I have to sell it. Same for a house. You got emotional attachment or that? Sure, that's fine. But I'm a bit sorry for you. But if we are looking at redistributing and helping people in need, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the person owning a landed property that cannot afford property tax is quite low down on the list of priorities for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. By extension, right, the AV bands should not be changing every other year, no, right? So, so, so I, I, if, I, think, I think this is a tacit acknowledgement mm, by the government that, that they, the, the property market has a new flaw. That's yes, my thought process. No, and, and they were aiming at impacting a certain number of people. Mm, mm, they impacted mm. more than they thought they, they would. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they would need to direct a bit, yeah, bring yeah. it back, right? Yeah. No, but, but to me, the bands will not always be changing. You cannot keep yeah. changing every other year. Oh, but, right? but they say they'll like, change this year and if it doesn't work, they'll change again next year. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so your property tax relief will, will happen. La. Okay, yeah, fair, yeah. fair. But but for me, I, I see as an implicit acceptance that, oh, uh, there's a new flaw. Yeah, in our, the our rents will be this market. high. Right? Yeah, you this know, will be like our, that. Our property value will be this rents high. will be this high. You yes. know, cost of living is going to stay in this new yes. thing. You're not going to see a recession, a receding of prices, you know, Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if there's a recession, so, there will have to be, right? So it's yeah. a bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah. Balance. So, so, so that is interesting. Then let's talk a little bit about what is not in the budget that you would hope that <laughs> it was in the budget. Working right? matters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 working matters. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that's why I still very bitter. I wrote that open letter on my blog, <laughs> and then I it, it was in the magazine as well, and no change happened. Okay, <laughs> okay and yeah. I'm very bitter about it because it is. I mean, I'm bitter, and the interesting thing is, I'm actually not impacted. Mm-hmm. But I'm bitter on behalf of all the other mothers I know who are impacted by it because it was a very big part of it. And with mm. higher cost of living, we want to pay less taxes. And having children that allows us to pay less taxes is a very good strategy. You are recognizing our national service to the Singapore country, but now they're taking it away. <laughs> right? So I'm I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't reverse on that policy or give a bit more. But it was nice that they helped a little bit more for the for in the past to get ECDA subsidies for preschool, you really needed to work and get a certain threshold of salary, right? And income and all that proof. And it's nice that they have now catered for those who don't meet that. Mm. So you can get a little bit more support from ECDA on that end. All mothers. Yeah, all yeah. mothers. So, so all instead mothers. of your working, yeah. ECDA being for working mom subsidies, it's all mothers all subsidies mothers if now. you're in a low-income family. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. yes. So. But I'm still bitter about the tax. <laughs> 
It's okay. She can be bitter because everybody is has a different position on in yeah. society, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So what what are you what about you guys? Any any other miscellaneous things that you found interesting or, or anything? I wish not you, it was in a budget. Yeah, that, that you thought was that you say, yeah, we smoke mayo, right? I think for me it's around the the fertility rate. There's zero, yes. zero and it's so, discussion around me, fertility. For me, that's so weird <laughs> because they've been harping on it. Priority. Yeah, they've been because harping they on it for years. This is the dragon year. Mm. So people are naturally have more babies. <laughs> we don't talk about it. How Next year, then we, we talk about it. Look <laughs> 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 what the people giving birth. They're not a 60 year old. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, for me, that's 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 quite a shocker because I expected Lonely. something. <laughs> I expected something from the budget with regards to that, you know. Um, have lah, have. Last so, month, so, Lee Hsien Long said, this is a dragon, you have kids. You won't regret it. A very powerful statement. You won't regret it. <laughs> Who helped me take care? <laughs> <laughs> you think your $10,000 settle are enough? Uh? No, like, wow, like honestly, wow. whatever tax relief you give me, right? Even if I pay no, no. zero income tax, right? Not enough. <laughs> no, okay, but to be fair, I wasn't expect, I was surprised as well. But I am not surprised that there isn't. Mm, yeah, like, okay. I thought there would be, but I'm not surprised that there wasn't because t- last year they had a very big change to the baby bonus. $3,000 more is quite a big shift. Mm-hmm. Right? So I didn't but, expect but maybe that's them why to give it, it's anything not, It's not really a budget-budget mm. thing. It's more, well, we will continue upgrading yeah. and improving and giving more. If, and I don't necessarily need to announce it in a budget speech. Could be. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe all the spending <laughs> is allocated for, so this time they cannot say yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I mean, if they had another 2 the... billion, they would happily spend it on you, but they don't. <laughs> or, wait, 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 that... or mm-hmm. they've tried to do that over the last few years. not working, now they move too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they, maybe they realize that what, what, whatever, and I think maybe that there's an increasing recognition that for all developed economies, there is very little you can do to go mm. back to replacement rate. Yep. Mm, yeah, you know, you can be Scandinavia, you are still not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually no, had a different read about this because, like, in the last few budgets, in the last few years, what our government has been doing is just to throw more money. Mm-hmm. But throwing money and announcing more surplus did not help with the fertility rate. So I think what they're showing in this year's budget is okay, okay, I stopped throwing money, I don't say really things, y'all don't value that doesn't cause the change that I want. Okay, what they are showing instead is we're hearing you guys on the other parts. Mm-hmm. When you complain about preschool and childcare fees, we're gonna put that into this year's budget. You complain that you're a single mom or you're a non-working mom and you don't get that subsidy. I will include you in this year's budget. You complain that your parents special needs child and you don't get this kind of support. So even if I give you $3,000 more on the baby bonus, you don't care. Okay, I hear you. I'm going to do more for this. I actually read that as an implicit recognition that I'm hearing you. Okay, it's not just money, it's the other things. And that was what I was happy to so, see. So work-life balance, man. Work-life balance, man. More productive, <laughs> hello. Hey. I thought the implicit acceptance is that oh, people are just not going to give birth, right? Yeah, Why yeah. not let us give singles finally get HDB free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we, we still have a structural housing oh, shortage. Ebola, hey, they also right? had that, yeah. that voucher although it's not very clear how it works where if you have a family and you're buying a house but your house keys cannot collect because they're still building right they're giving that one year voucher to rent isn't it yeah, it's that not, also yeah. helps this it's group it's a very small ma- group only 4,000 4, it does but it, what it shows yeah. is the recognition that we hear your challenges that it's not mm-hmm. just money that is causing you to think twice about having children mm-hmm. it's the non-monetary aspects of it and we're doing what we can to help yeah yes. and but, singles but as, are as continuously yeah. taxed right yes. like continue yeah. to be taxed in this system that's what they say you can get married yeah, and have yeah, kids yeah, then yeah. Okay, you get okay, a okay. or go marry okay. and say you have kids yeah, then yeah, you have so, a bit more yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, but I think as with all you know, government <laughs> policies there are always kids right, mm-hmm. and conditions that you have to jump and you have to spend time to figure out whether you fit in 
then you know our help is never unconditional la, mm. in, in a way and I think that is how we view help or that's how the government views help mm. right we'll help you sure but implicit in that is you have to go help yourself Mm. Right, like, like even the new Comlink Plus thing which I thought was really interesting and, and I actually quite liked it is that you know we will give you money we will give you more to your ECDA and all that but you have to make sure your kid goes to school mm. <laughs> right? we mm. increase your attendance you increase your attendance rate you hit that KPI we give you money right? which I think is, is, is nice in the sense that you know uplifting people is not about giving them cash to let them live day to day right? it's about having them improve it's about skills future and upskilling and all of that and you know we and maybe part of it is making sure they go to preschool instead of just staying home watching Baby Shark, right? And <laughs> and and I think that that is maybe where they are going towards with their longer term help schemes, right? Mm-hmm. You you come up with a plan, you come up with things to with milestones for the hit that you'll get dispersed more cash and that will help you improve yourself in future. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I, I think that's a great... Uh, uplifting note yeah, to end. Yeah, uplifting yeah. note to end it because in the middle, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is not a definitive, you know, government say what, what, what. We are essentially trying to read beyond what the budget has, you know, uh, sh- sh- essentially showed us, right? So if you have any other comments, put in the comment section. If you disagree with how we have read and interpreted some of these disbursement and you think no the government direction is something else please mm. let us know in the comments below it might be another talking point next time yes 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 and we will be having a few other episodes revolving some of the major themes uh, that you, you think like yeah you never talk enough say, wait 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 it's coming it's coming okay <laughs> we have a few other episodes you know over the course of the next two weeks and we will continue to stay on top of it to keep you updated meanwhile if you have any other things you want to look out for in the budget you can follow our socials go to our website you know and also come for the 23rd uh, March event okay TFC Financial <laughs> yes. Wellness Festival Festival. We'll yes, my show I can keep plugging one okay <laughs> so, so you yes, can have yes. your own proper budget and not just follow Singapore <laughs> yes, hey. yes, yes. so we'll see you at the event take care bye, bye. where's that dust coming from Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's eufy.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.